0: Hey, we want to welcome you to the Connect, Grow, Multiply podcast. I am Michael Gossett, one of the hosts, and this is my buddy, Kurt
1: Phalus. Mike, how are you today, buddy?
0: I'm doing great, and I'm excited to dive into this episode uh, because we've been talking through uh, this subject of why religion doesn't work. And I think this is an incredible topic to study because so many people are actually asking the question, why are... uh, People leaving the church, mm-hmm. um, the the gap between high school and college is nothing new. Yeah, um, but we we still have to figure out. Okay, well, why why are people leaving the church? Why doesn't religion work? Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of began this topic of conversation with uh, this understanding of the religious elite, yeah. right? So bring us up to our point.
1: So you know. First episode in this series, we touched on the need to have a foundation um, built around relationship, right, um, and the need of that connection to Jesus. And we unpacked um, in our last episode um, that we our, our relationship doesn't need to be driven by fear, right? That yeah, our, our response to to come to church, our response to to make choices, isn't shouldn't be driven out of a fear of punishment from God or a fear of separation from God. Right. Um, and, and with today's episode, um, what what I think we hope to unpack. Um, is, when we look at the Bible, when we look at the Gospels, there's this group, the religious elite, the, the Pharisees, and, um, for their time, they were viewed as the religious leaders of people, and Jesus came on the scene and challenged them, challenged them in so yeah. many ways, and, um, but what, what's so interesting is you read the Gospels, you unpack their perspective, I think some of the struggles that the Pharisees had that Jesus came to address, we still see in the church today. Yeah. Uh, like, like some no, of the... the it's, you're
0: exactly right. I the, mean, we see a lot of it still present today.
1: Yeah. And a really fascinating thing we stumbled upon here as we're preparing, and um, Barna, you know, we love to pull out some some studies, and it's not just Kurt and Mike's opinions yeah, on things, but we're, we're seeing it data. It some
0: objectivity yeah. to the conversation. Barna
1: did a study a few years back. And what they did is they took 20 questions, and they identified um, potential answers in these questions, as um, if you were to answer them more like Jesus yeah. and your either your actions or your thoughts, your attitudes, uh-huh. or would they be more like the Pharisees? Oh, wow. And, and in the study, yeah. And people didn't know that, in, obviously, in the study, that their questions are being rated this way. But what they found of practicing evangelicals, practicing Christians here in America, over 50% of people answered and showed actions that were more like the Pharisees. Than that of Jesus, only fourteen percent. What was the attitudes. percentage? Fifty-one percent. Fifty-one percent answered the questions like Pharisees. Yeah, in and so, both their actions and their attitudes. So the questions would be okay. something like, you know, would you have dinner with someone who doesn't believe the same as you? So that would be more classified as an action, right? Versus a, an attitude of like, hey, what do you think about this subject? Right, and um, and, and it's just a really interesting study, and it's just so fascinating to me. Here, I pull it up. Yeah, fifty-one fa- percent. Had both attitudes and actions associated with being more like a Pharisee. Fourteen percent were both in actions and attitudes more like Christ. And in the middle there, you've got some people who fourteen percent had actions like Christ, but their thoughts were more like a Pharisee, or their attitude was more like Christ, but their actions. were All right, so I'm going to put more...
0: you on the spot right mm-hmm. here. We did not plan this. Okay, I'm gosh. actually going to put you on the spot. <laughs> He's like super <laughs> nervous now. Are you getting sweaty? All right. So <laughs> let me let me honestly let let mm-hmm. me ask you this. Why do you think that we are, as a culture... Uh, so who was this study limited? It was uh, it was American Christians. American Christians, yeah. So as a culture mm-hmm. in America, why are we more prone to answering these questions like a Pharisee rather than like Christ?
1: Mm. Um, I, I think one thing that jumps off the page to me here in America... Um, Christians have been able to kind of coast. When I say that, um, if I and this is going back to my my adolescent years, if you remember, DC Talk uh, kind of took the world by storm with his book called Jesus Free. Jesus you're, Free, you're, man. but the book was full of testimonies and stories of people who were either right. martyred or um, you know faced imprisonment or different things for for following Christ. Right? There was a, a tangible consequence. So to follow Christ meant more than just attending church on Sunday. Right? It more meant more than. Um, the, the culture that we have in America, right? There is more at stake. So to be a follower of Christ meant something, I, I would argue, maybe a little deeper, or mm. at least there's a deeper conviction about it. Yeah. And I think in America, we haven't had, we've been able to coast, We're like, oh, yeah, I go to church on Sunday because that's what so that's everyone in my scary. family does. Yeah.
0: It's a scary topic, actually. Yeah. Um, because Jesus makes us this promise. In fact, um, this past Sunday, we finished our study, in the Beatitudes mm-hmm. during worship. And we talked about blessed are those who are persecuted mm-hmm. for righteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and he makes the same promise. Jesus makes that same promise for, uh, for they will inherit or for theirs is the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. He makes a, he, he kind of, Jesus puts a, a bookend, you know, with the first promise, blessed are the poor in spirit yeah. uh, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Uh, blessed are those who are persecuted. And, You know, there's something that we don't like to think of in the Christian faith, especially in America, and that is the concept the idea of persecution. Mm -hmm. Uh, The problem with persecution um, is that, uh, and and a shameless plug here, I I think that, you know, if you didn't get to view uh, the sermon, um, uh, you know, here's a shameless plug there. Go back and listen to it, because we, we unpack... Um, what persecution is, uh, the concept of persecution. Why is it necessary for us to study? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because every believer in Christ is expected to experience persecution. Mm -hmm. In fact, Jesus said multiple times, all throughout the book of Matthew, Luke, okay, um, we see it multiple times. You even see it being played out in the book of Acts. Uh, But multiple times you see Jesus saying, hey, if you follow me, expect persecution. And what was interesting about this concept, not just biblically, but historically, is that when you see persecution, that is where you see movement. Mm. It's when you recognize that the Spirit of God is moving. So mm-hmm. we we have to ask ourselves is that when you are walking in the spirit of God that you should expect persecution when you lack persecution you must evaluate mm-hmm. whether or not you're walking in, in with the in step with the spirit of God. Yeah. You see that's a troublesome concept. Mm-hmm. It, it is troubling to for us to think that we should be aiming uh, but Jesus clarifies this. We, Our job as believers, we are not to aim ourselves toward persecution. We are to aim ourselves toward the likeness of Christ. And inevitably, what will end up happening is persecution. Mm-hmm. He said, blessed are you. So first he says, blessed are those. So it's kind of like this general mm-hmm. understanding of persecution, maybe globally, even regionally.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but
0: then he says, but blessed are you when they revile you. Blessed are you. He makes Mm -hmm. it very personal when they hurl insults at you, when they talk poorly of you, when they talk um, wicked things about you. He says, expect these things, uh, but don't worry, because this is the blessing of God. (laughs) You know, this doesn't make sense. Uh, And and that is why we, you know, titled that series, The Upside Upside Down Down Life, because it is completely upside down from what any of us would ever think Mm -hmm. or any of us would actually maybe want on the surface. Okay, but then when you understand the true kingdom of God and the blessing that is within that, then you welcome those things that He is calling us to. Well,
1: and our flesh leans towards safety. Our flesh will lean towards comfort. Always. And and so it's a conscious thing to fight against that. Um, I thought it was really interesting, um, looking at it within this Barna article that, that we're referencing... Um, they have a couple statements here about you know what they classify as you know attitudes or actions that are like Jesus. Yeah and so I, I want to read just a couple of these because I think it, it's interesting it kind of sets and connects some dots here as you're talking about persecution. Um, uh, attitudes like Jesus, I believe God is for everyone. I see God working in people's lives even when they are not following Him. It is more important to help people know God is for them than to make sure they know they are sinners. I feel compassion for people who are not following God and doing immoral things. Those are the attitudes or thought process like Jesus, actions like Jesus. Um, I tell others the most important thing in my life. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's uh, <laughs> I looked at the wrong category. I, actions like Jesus, sorry. I listen to others to go. learn their story before telling <laughs> them about my faith. Um, you had me convinced though, yeah. I just want to say <laughs> Sorry that. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, I regularly choose to have meals with people with very different faith or morals from me. I'm personally spending time with non believers to help them follow Jesus. See, these actions and attitudes yes. are all about getting outside of the normal, right. outside to where maybe persecution happens, it's also where influence happens, oh, where life absolutely. change will happen. But on the flip side, here we go. Um, <laughs> attitudes and actions that are more um, like a, a Pharisee or someone maybe uh, – another way to classify this that Barna does is self-righteous. Okay. Because uh, the, the Pharisees – that's one of the things Jesus pointed out about them is they were very self-righteous. They were about making themselves look good. Um I tell others the most important thing in my life is following God rules, God's rules. I try to avoid spending time with people um, who have uh, very different beliefs than me or, or different lifestyle choices than me. Um, I prefer to serve people who attend my church rather than those outside the church. Um, I find it hard to be friends with people who consistently do the wrong things. Um, I believe that people who follow God's rules are better than those who do not.
0: So can we just pause for a second? Yeah. That is... Uh a hurtful reality mm-hmm. to honestly think through mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, so so ingrained in us is the way of the Pharisee mm-hmm. because it is the easiest way for Christ followers to become lukewarm in yeah. the kingdom of God. So a lukewarm Christianity looks like comfort mm-hmm. a lukewarm Christianity looks like uh, okay I can control these things mm-hmm. uh, the things that you just listed that you just mentioned in the in the pharisaical sense mm-hmm. and the way of the Pharisee is is almost easy
1: yeah
0: I mean it is much easier Kurt let's just be honest. It is much easier for us to sit here and have a conversation with like-minded believers Mm -hmm. than it is to have a conversation with someone who rejects Christ or denies Christ or uh, rejects God's word uh, or even the denial of God's existence. Mm -hmm. It it is much easier for us to band together, but it is antithetical to the gospel of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. completely, and it is antithetical to his mission. The only reason... Uh, that we are on mission is because God has set us on mission for one purpose. And what does Luke tell us? He says that Jesus came for one reason. Uh, Well, you could say two, but I came to seek Mm -hmm. and save the lost. Mm -hmm. That's it. Jesus did not say I came to uh, just uh, serve the church. Uh, Jesus did not say I came to make sure that um, worship was going well, mm-hmm. to make sure that the service was running smoothly. Jesus never said th- that I'm going to make sure that these things are working properly within the church. He said, th- no, no, no. It's not that they're unimportant. It's not that he is minimizing their uh, the need or anything like that. Uh, but he had a true and clear focus on the one thing that truly matters. Mm -hmm. And that is seeking and saving the lost. The Pharisees did not view the mission of God in that way. And too often the church views the mission of God in that way, as long as it doesn't, put me outside of my comfort, as long as it doesn't take too much courage, as long as I can compromise on a couple of things, mm-hmm. then then it's going to be an easy road. Yeah. It's almost as like we exist like water, mm-hmm. uh, that we flow in and out in the, le- the path of least resistance. But that's not the way of Christ.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and you, know, you start thinking too, you, we've said this, the context of the American church, like... Um, It is heartbreaking to see, like, just a reflection. Like, yeah, that I can see that. And when we talk about people who've left the church or who grew up and say, "Hey, I don't have time for this anymore," it's because what they saw wasn't something that was compelling. It's what they saw lived out was something um, that didn't line up with what they probably read in Scripture about who Jesus was. But then they sit back and watch, like, no, you're people in the church are judgmental. No, people in the church, they're they're comfortable. And we've touched on that in a prior episode. That um, at least in the context of studies about the millennials that have left the church, they're looking for something that um, is more compelling to live out like like Jesus had. So I would. And th- there's a toughness there that Christians we've got to wake up and say, "Hey, we need to be dialed in wholly on living like Jesus, right? Not in the comfort um, of our religious I would, process. I
0: would even contend to to take yours one step further, mm-hmm. that I don't think it's a millennial issue. Yeah. I, I really don't. I don't think it's a boomer issue, a Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, millennial. Okay, none of it. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a generational issue. I think it's an, ish, an issue of those who are lost. Mm-hmm. It's not that millennials crave authenticity. It's people who don't know Christ crave authenticity because everything thing that they know is fake. Mm-hmm. Everything that they know is fleeting everything that they know is broken mm-hmm. because their entire worldview is is caving in around them under the weight of brokenness that they are experiencing mm-hmm. and someone who is sick does not need um, someone to just point out their wound mm. they need the one they need to know the one who will heal their wound yeah. and it takes authenticity to actually get there to that yeah. point you know I, I love the fact that, you know, at Green Acres, I, I love the fact that we have so many ministries that are actually reaching into the depth mm-hmm. of brokenness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even with our Celebrate Recovery ministry, sure. I love that ministry so much. And, be- you know, we, we were talking about the Beatitudes, uh, Celebrate Recovery, it's based on the Beatitudes of Jesus. It's based mm-hmm. on, um, on what it means to live that blessed life mm-hmm. according to Christ. Um, but it's, it's, those ministries that are reaching into brokenness, that are bringing those who are far from God into the fold of God saying, listen, uh, we see your brokenness. It's not that mm-hmm. we deny it, but we relate to it because we are also broken. Yeah. You see, I, th- th- here is one thing that is difficult to hear is I don't go to church. Religion doesn't work for me because the church is full of hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Well, well, if we're just being completely honest, you're exactly right. The church mm-hmm. is full of hypocrites. The church is full of brokenness. The church is full of people who are uh, sinful, uh, people who are fighting against their flesh and fighting to be, uh, to live in the Spirit of God. Uh, the difference is, is that we know who makes things whole. Yeah. And so uh, the idea is, is that we see your brokenness and we relate to your brokenness. We're not distant from the brokenness. Uh, The reason why religion doesn't work is we sometimes pretend as if we are no longer the broken. Mm -hmm. We are constantly in need of a savior. We are constantly in need of a savior who... um, takes our brokenness and puts those pieces back together again. Yeah. And and I just want to say to whoever is listening right now, I just want to pause and just take a moment if if you are experiencing brokenness if if you have experienced hurt from the church that you know for a fact personally that religion doesn't work, I want to say yes and amen to you. But I also want to send an invitation to you that there is a place for you. I don't care where you're at. I don't care if you are right here in Tyler, uh, anywhere regional around East Texas or the United States, around the world, wherever you are at, I want to tell you that there is a God who loves you. He sees your brokenness and He wants to seek and save and heal and mend and restore, redeem all of the brokenness that you have experienced in your life. This is the beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the grace that He bestows on us is that He takes that. The reason why religion doesn't work is that we forget our need of grace. Mm -hmm. People inside the church need grace. People outside the church are desperate for grace. We are all in need of grace. And as soon as the church forgets that, when they forget their mission, when they forget the fact that they are still in need of God's daily uh, Mm -hmm. grace and His mercy, uh, that is when religion doesn't work.
1: Yeah, it's like we, we get mixed up and we think, hey, because I've accepted Christ, I'm part of some elite club. And like, I don't have to. uh, Truly, our our, our prior sins, our our mistakes, Christ has forgiven us for that. Right? He's paid the penalty on the cross for our sins. But there is still a reality we can't forget where we came from. We didn't save ourselves. Christ saved us. Right. And that same grace, what you're talking about, extends to me, to my neighbor, to my coworker, to everyone in this world. And so um, that's a powerful statement. I appreciate you taking that um, direction with it because I think it's a message. Um, we all need to hear whether, as you were just speaking to to those that have been hurt by the church, or to those of us in the church who need to be reminded, right. God's grace is for me and for everyone else.
0: But I need the reminder, yeah, because I, I think we all lean into uh, the the religion and we lean into the religious elitism mm-hmm. um, because it's easier. Yeah. It's much more difficult to press into the Spirit than to just feed our flesh. Mm -hmm. But this is what the Pharisees were. The Pharisees were legalists, Mm -hmm. okay? They they thought that there was freedom in legalism. They Mm -hmm. thought there was freedom in abiding to a rule Mm -hmm. or a list of rules. Uh, The Sadducees um, were liberalists. They, Mm -hmm. they, They wanted to distance themselves from this uh, new, uh, new religion, and mm-hmm. they wanted to only abide to the old way. Right? They yeah. were what, in their mind, were the purest. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then you have the Essenes, who were these this group, this Jewish sect that were known as the separationists. That mm-hmm. they wanted to separate from everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they wanted to uh, withdraw uh, from because they they were thinking that everything was corrupt. Uh, but none of them. Um, identified with Christ, yeah. even uh, the Zealots, which is another sect mm-hmm. of the Jewish thought and religion of of the day, uh, the Zealots thought that they could they could gain liberation uh, mm-hmm. through. Uh, basically, uh, getting out from political oppression. Yeah, and so that you know, so it's almost like okay, the law is the answer to the mm-hmm. to the Pharisees. Okay, um, having a pure and undefiled religion was mm-hmm. the way of the Sadducees, uh, and the Zealots were saying, okay, no, if we could just get out of the oppression of Rome, that is the way forward, yeah. right? Um, and then here's this crazy man named Jesus <laughs> who comes on the scene and says, no. Um, actually, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, mm-hmm. and no one comes to the Father except through me. That's good. you know, and there there's these moments, even in the church today, that we flirt with all of these mm-hmm. lanes that we saw so prevalent in first century. We have just been more creative in their covering, yeah. in in our church today. and and I'm not talking about our church. I'm talking about the church. Sure. I think, uh, just the church in general, we that we have an, a more creative way of covering up uh, the legalism and mm-hmm. uh, you know some of the politicizing of our salvation. Yeah, um, but we got to maintain those lanes very clearly.
1: Well, and in this series, you know why religion doesn't work. We we hope to maybe give some insight to our listeners um, whether they've been hurt by the church or whether um, you know this idea. Maybe you were listening and it's kind of like. Uh, you know, Michael, I've never really thought of it this way, um, and give you some perspective. I love how Michael's brought up today about grace and the need for us to be reminded of Christ, um, His grace and mercy in our lives, and how um, that same uh, grace is available to everybody, and that changes our perspective. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to we have to have mindsets like Christ. And when we identify our faith in Jesus um, and our Christian faith as being... Central to a church or to um, anything other than Jesus, we've right. gone astray. Yeah, and and Absolutely. And, and so I, I think just as hey, where's my action? I want to do? focus on grace, focus on serving others, focus on making He making Jesus the most important thing and not me. And yeah. and when we do that, um, I think some of these other issues and what we talked about today with the um, you know the legalism, the self righteousness of the Pharisees that still. Bubbles up here in the church; those things start to go away.
0: You know, I think you're exactly right, mm-hmm. um, and that's a, that's a good reminder for all of us because, you know, the the way we operate, we all have intrinsic preference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we <laughs> yeah. all have a, a preference within ourselves of how things should be, and and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of church culture mm-hmm. is. Is grounded or is is somewhat fa- uh, understood foundationally in our upbringing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like for me, I grew up in a church uh, that you uh, we sang out of the Baptist hymnal. I know the like, I know do the book. Do not do not <laughs> sing a song outside of the Baptist mm-hmm. hymnal, and and I love those hymns, mm-hmm. man. I I love. I mean. Um, I have favorite hymns, and Mm -hmm. I, you know, I I love to hear them. I even love to listen to them to this day. Uh, A lot of it is because of it's it's nostalgic to me. It reminds me of sitting next to my granddad and my Mm. my grandmother in church. Uh, No joke, Rock Baptist Church in Rex, Georgia, uh, where I grew up um you know i remember our music director there uh, <laughs> and we didn't have worship leaders we had music directors mm-hmm. back then all right and um and i re- i just remember sitting there and just loving being at church with my grandparents well mm-hmm. um so a lot of it is it is, it is almost like this nostalgia yeah, to it and, and yeah. the tradition and we we have to be careful that, that doesn't frame our understanding of what God's word says. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I love those memories with my grandparents, uh, but it can't frame our understanding of what is biblically accurate yeah. uh, for today. And so you, we can't say in a Pharisaical way, um, well, you, you can't wear these things to church. You can't do that. Uh, you can't sing those songs in church. You can't do that. Um, you know, the, the Pharisees would say, uh, that we have to, Abide to these rules. Like mm-hmm. you, you, have to abide to these rules. Uh, the Sadducees would say, "No, no, no. We got to keep the tradition. We can't stray away from what we've always done." Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think that we have to be uh, very cautious in the way that we are really prom- not promoting ourselves, but promoting uh, the church at large. That that what is it? What is it about? Mm-hmm. It is a. It is a. Is it about? Uh, what we think should be, or is it about the way Christ designed it to be? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I love uh, to see when our church has just, just a plethora of diff, of, of backgrounds mm-hmm. in our church. Um, that we are generationally diverse, that we are ethnically diverse, that we are economically diverse mm-hmm. in every way, because that is who the church is for. Yeah. And and listen, when we get to heaven, um, there is going to be a variety of people uh, represented um, mm. worshiping Jesus together, and um, you know, and that's that's what we should represent here on earth. Yeah. Is that we want to create a place of worship, and we want to design uh, what we do at church based on what God's word is telling us, and getting back to uh, mm. the kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, because what Jesus said. Um, is seek first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. You know that was that was a plan because he knew that we would be uh, that we would lose focus mm-hmm. because in organizations, you you exist within the differences of preference. Yeah. you exist within those tensions. And listen, for the rest of our lives here on earth, uh, these tensions of worship, the tensions of what goes on in church, Uh, over the tensions of preference. Uh, Those are to be managed, not Mm -hmm. to be solved, Mm. because you can't solve those tensions. You have to manage them and move forward together, staying focused, seeking first the kingdom of God, Mm -hmm. maintaining the mission, maintaining the vision of what God told us to do when Jesus said, seek, I came to seek and save The loss, that is what we are called to do. And when the world around us us sees us Mm -hmm. doing anything else, they immediately identify, oh, that is an inauthentic place to worship. Mm -hmm. When they see anything different, then seek first the kingdom of God to seek and save the lost. When they see those things uh, being compromised for the sake of preference, for the sake of whatever is going on. That is when the enemy wins and makes ground within our church. Uh, But Jesus says, no, 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 no. Listen, seek first the kingdom of God. You know, keep these things. And the world around us will recognize the authenticity. They will recognize the difference between our relationship with Christ and our religious affiliation Mm -hmm. about Christ. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. That's good. That's powerful.
1: You know, one... Just visual that popped in my head here, Michael, as you're sharing um, that the world will be able to notice. Think about like, I'm not a big playgoer, right? I, I like I like a musical. Hey, I'll sing along, you know, this or that.
0: But name your favorite musical right now.
1: My favorite? Yeah. Well, are we talking TV or actually one I've attended? There's a difference. Uh, okay, need, okay. 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 So, I'm sorry. When I'm, I'm singing along, world. I'm singing along. This is going to get me in trouble. Um, Grease and Enchanted. And um, I really like those two a whole, whole lot. Mama Mia's not bad. Um, and I
0: haven't seen I'm, I'm going to be, I'm being completely honest right now. Mm-hmm. I have no clue what you're talking about. Yikes. Um, well, no clue. Like zero, one, zero clue.
1: One to three listeners do. But <laughs> one, out of, one out of three, one out of three,
0: or One two three, one to three, <laughs> one to three. You know. so maybe three people, know maybe what three people. Talking. But All this right. example is hey, going to be good. you're
1: cultured and I'm not. This example is going to be good. I promise. Hang with me. So you go to a play, you go to a musical, and everyone's rocking. It's great. Everyone's got their lines down. The lighting, everything's going right. But you're in the crowd, and you you maybe have seen it before, and so you know this where the story's headed. And someone goes off script. They did, right? Like they get the line wrong. They get their placement wrong. That's a flag. And you're in the crowd and you may, you've seen it before. So you know how it should run. And when it doesn't run run right, you're like, well, why did I waste my money here? Like this isn't as good. They messed it up. And what you were describing about the world being able to pick out when we are having an authentic relationship with Christ versus an expression of our religious affiliation. My mind was just drawn to that picture of like, I've been in the crowd and I've watched someone in a play mess up their lines. And you just kind of you just kind of cringe because you yeah. know what it should look like, right? And maybe not everyone in the world knows what, but Christianity should look like. But when we're living it authentically, they can't help but see Jesus. When we're living it in stumbling through a religious affiliation, that's not going to be something they want to be a part of. They're like, "Well, that's an amateur play. That's an amateur production. That's not very good. You didn't have it all together." That is but a when great see, illustration. When Kurt. they see authenticity, authenticity, authentic, oh
0: my gosh. You want me to say that loud. Please help me.
1: Authenticity. There it is. <laughs> um, uh, de- of our I never real... know words. That's awesome. Uh, I, I actually
0: am the one. Usually, you have to help me, I and I got to help you today. I'm so I actually for feel you. privileged. God, what Thank a you tag for that. Team. High five. Thank you.
1: Um, I gave myself a high five. But
0: I do like authentically better.
1: <laughs> Authenticity. I think our listeners know where I was headed. So that's just kind of man. A- a hey,
0: listen. That that's an incredible illustration, mm-hmm. honestly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, because they may not know what it means to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. but they will definitely recognize when we are not. Yeah. yeah. It's it's easy to see. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like interior design for me. <laughs> I could not tell you what looks good, but I can tell you what doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, but um, man, this, this has been a great conversation. I love it. And um And I, I mean, to be honest... Uh, th- these things, I-, I love being able to identify why why is religion not working? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it comes back to the very f- fundamentals of Jesus: mm-hmm. uh, seek first the kingdom of God and stay on course mm-hmm. for His mission. Yeah. You know, this is why Paul says, "Fight the mm-hmm. good fight," because it's a fight. It's hard mm-hmm. to stay on course. It's hard to maintain uh, that vision mm-hmm. and the mission. Uh, but Paul says, "Fight the good fight." Keep yeah. in there. Keep going. It's worth it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this. Um, if you have, please you know share this podcast with your friends, with your family. Uh, share it on YouTube. Share it and subscribe to uh, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, all those things. But uh, Michael, I've loved it. Hey, and, thank you. Uh, can't wait to do it again sometime soon. Hey, see you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode and joining in on our conversation. If you liked what you heard or you want to know more about Green Acres, Go check out our website at gabc.org or follow us on Instagram at gabc underscore Tyler. Have a great day.